You're listening to the Mark White Show. That's a good how do you do. <laughs> Are you building your dream home? Or have you decided to stay in your current home and remodel? Either way, we all know that kitchens and baths are smart investments when it comes to the value and livability of our homes. Regardless of the project size or complexity, you want and deserve quality products and amazing service before, during, and most importantly, after the sale. A big part of that service is dealing with people that understand their products and can provide advice and consultation that you can rely on. Sounds like a tall order for sure. Who can give you the brands you know and trust and the professional help you deserve? Our friends over at Park Supply Company, of course. They are the go-to for all of your kitchen, bath, and DIY needs. Visit their locations in Huntsville and Athens and you will understand the difference of the Park Supply way. Large selection with the small hometown feel you love. Mention this ad and receive a one-time coupon good for $10 off of a $50 purchase. Go to parksupplycompany.com and connect with them today. Have you been searching for a rewarding career as labor, skilled labor, or lead man supervisor? Premier Structures may have the career you've been looking for. Premier Structures offers three stages of profit sharing, 70% of health insurance covered for individuals, and plenty of room for growth. Premier Structures is located in Athens, Alabama, and serves all of North Alabama, and is licensed in Alabama and Tennessee. To find your career with Premier Structures, Go to premierstructures.com or give them a call at 256-232-2092. Bob Sykes Barbecue has a big announcement. They are now delivering to your home or office. Just order online and we'll take care of the rest. That's bobsykes.com. Bob Sykes Barbecue is now open Monday through Thursday, 10.30 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Friday and Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 10 p.m. Check them out at bobsykes.com. Sometimes life brings you a moment you always will remember. Some of nature's most beautiful creations framed by places we know and cherish. And aren't we in luck that some of life's most memorable scenes are right here at home, all together at Alabama the Beautiful, the group on Facebook where the eye captures the moment and it really does last forever. Be sure to check out alabamathebeautifulmagazine.com. With six convenient locations to serve you, Bankston Motorhomes is your local RV dealer. They have some of the top brand name RVs for sale at incredible prices. Whether you are looking for an awesome RV for a long-term road trip or a smaller or more lightweight RV for the occasional weekend getaway, Bankston Motorhomes is here to provide you with some outstanding options and deals that you just won't find anywhere else. For more information, go to bankstonmotorhomes.com or visit one of their six convenient locations in Huntsville, Florence, Warrior, Albertville, and Ardmore in Nashville, Tennessee. That's Bankston Motorhomes. At Buquay's Soul Food Restaurant, you can enjoy all-you-can-eat meats, home-cooked vegetables, and homemade desserts. Buquay's Soul Food Restaurant is located in Rogersville, Alabama. Buquay's can also take care of your catering and party needs. Check them out on Facebook or give them a call at 256-607-7120. A new location is coming soon to Hartsville, Alabama, so stay tuned. For all your strawberry needs, I suggest J. Calvert Farm. Located three miles south of Dodge City on Highway 69, exit 299 off Interstate 65. J. Calvert Farm currently has strawberries. Give them a call at 256-636-2752. That's J. Calvert Farm in Dodge City, Alabama. J. Calvert Farm. Strawberry. Let's go, Daddy. 
Hey everybody, this is Daryl Worley, and you're listening to The Mark White Show. Hey, step up and make a difference like he does. This is Nico Johnson from Andalusia, Alabama, assistant football coach at University of Texas. Be where your feet are. You listen to The Mark White Show. Hey y'all, this is Jeff Foxworthy, and you, yeah, you can make a huge difference in somebody's life. You just may not have figured out how yet, and that's why you're listening to The Mark White Show. Hi, I'm Crystal Gale, and you're listening to The Mark White Show, and one smile can make a difference. Hello, I'm Gene Stallings, and this is The Mark White Show. Get off the sideline and get involved and make a difference in your community. You are listening to The Mark White Show. My daddy is your host, Mark White. Welcome to another edition of The Mark White Show. I'm glad that you can be with us today. As we talk to Jamie Harding, who is the AARP Alabama Communications Director, we're going to be talking about supporting our parents, grandparents, those that we love, the responsibility, the great responsibility that it is to take on those individuals and to take responsibility for them. Glad to be able to discuss the physical, emotional, and financial challenges Alabamians face as caregivers and tips that can help from Jamie. Welcome to the Mark White Show, Jamie Harding. Hi, Mark. It's good to be with you. I'm glad to have you as we can talk about this subject personally. My great-grandmother was taken care of by my grandparents, and then later on in life, my grandmother who raised me, I was able to have her in my home. We had an apartment that she was able to live with us, and it was one of the greatest pleasures of my life to be able to, to take care of her as she took care of me as a child. And I know that there are a lot of people out there who feel this way that the responsibility that their loved ones took for them, they want to then show that care and concern for the people they loved as well. Sure, absolutely. I also grew up in a multi-generational household. Uh, my grandmother moved in with us when I was pretty young. And uh, so it's, it's obviously not an uncommon thing. And as our, our parents, our grandparents are aging, um, to be there for them and, and to help care for them, uh, we do feel like it's a privilege. Um, it also prevent, presents us with a lot of challenges uh, as the years go by as well. So uh, so we want to um, really speak to the family caregivers out there who may be struggling a bit with some of the challenges related to caregiving. I think one of the top challenges, and you may agree with this, would be the financial challenge because taking that responsibility, I know that we had worked it out where my grandmother did not have any financial responsibility to us. She was simply going to live in the apartment, have her independence. She could come in the kitchen when she wanted to. She could do whatever she wanted to in my house because we just wanted to help. But there is a financial expense that goes with that for many families, and that can also take its toll. Absolutely. Um, Here in Alabama, we estimate that there are about 700,000 family caregivers um, at any given time. So in a state with a a bit over 4 million residents, that's a lot of our population who are engaged in caregiving. And we also estimate that that caregiving is about $8.3 billion worth of unpaid care. So there are a lot of of costs associated with it. we like to say, and, and this sort of goes back to what you were talking about with your grandmother, that most of us have been or will be a family caregiver or will need help to live 
independently or need caregiving ourselves as we get older. So this is really a very universal experience uh, for most folks. As healthcare improves, people live longer. I noticed that the umbrella for AARP is 50 and older. I just turned 44, so I'm six years away from being under the umbrella. But the fact is, is that as people live longer, that means that the responsibility is going to extend even further for these families. It may be in the 80s, like my grandmother was 84. It might be in the 90s because people are living longer. This is true. Um, so, you know, what we're seeing, I think, with a, a lot of caregivers, especially when they're in the situation of needing to provide more care um, for an older adult uh, in their family, um, the physical and emotional and financial challenges are, are pretty uh, steep. Um, many are paying for those expenses out of their own pocket. Um, we estimate an average of about $7,000 annually. Uh, some folks are having to reduce their work hours or even leave their jobs entirely because of these responsibilities. So it, it, it really does uh, take a toll. And we, we do believe that there are certain things that uh, our leadership can do, both at the federal level and at the state level, to assist with some of that uh, burden. And, uh, and we, we think there are some policies that really should be enacted in order to do that. I know for my grandmother, she had taken out an insurance policy years ago to have assisted living for three years. And I told her, I said, you'll never have to use it. And a lot of people do take out different policies like that, but then a lot of people don't. And so there's not that plan B and the children or grandchildren or an aunt, uncle, someone who cares about this person deeply takes that responsibility and then has them in their home. And part of the challenges, as we talked about the financial challenge, there are other challenges, though, as well. And what would you say the second or third challenges are for those families? Well, we, we, we see a real lack, especially in the smaller communities, of home and community-based services. And these are services that allow older adults to remain in their homes with the support they need to be independent and can also prov- you know, provide some breaks for the family caregiver themselves. Um, too often when those uh, those services are not available, a lot of older adults end up being forced into uh, residential care like a nursing home when they're really not needing that level of care. And so, uh, and then oftentimes that ends up being paid for by Medicaid, of course, especially here in Alabama, because that care is very, very expensive. So home and community-based services are really they're a win-win because they are, are cost-effective. They are uh, they reduce the burden on the Medicaid system and on taxpayers to pay for services like nursing home care. And they also keep people where they want to be, which is at home. So that's why we are uh, always advocating at the state level for more funding and workforce development uh, for those kinds of, of jobs. So that we can get folks uh, the services they need to remain independent. Jamie, how does AARP, I know you mentioned just now a couple of the things that AARP does, but what are the steps that AARP does to actually 
encourage or motivate those who are in offices that can help to move the mission forward, how do they get encouraged to jump in and be part of this? Well, we are a very much member-driven organization. AARP has 38 million members across the country. There's about 400,000 of them here in Alabama. And so we reach out to our members and we get them to tell their stories to their elected representatives. And we continue to advocate. You know, we have full-time advocacy staff in Montgomery who uh, work with legislators, um, talk to them about the issue, provide them with information on the issue. We know that uh, we want, you know, we all want to be good stewards of taxpayer dollars. So there are, uh, you know, as I said, lots of ways that our leadership can assist with making sure services are, are available. Um, when you're dealing, for instance, with an older adult who may have dementia, uh, my own mother had dementia and uh, passed away 12 years ago uh, from complications of that. When you're caring for someone who needs an intensive level of care that way, respite care becomes a really important uh, thing to have because it, those services are not available as widely as we would like to see. So there are many things uh, that that we can be doing. And as our population is aging, you know, the, the American population is aging, Alabama's population is aging even faster than the nation as a whole. So we have a large cohort of people who are coming into a stage of their life where they're going to need caregiving. Uh, the youngest of the baby boomers will be turning 60 next year. So uh, that, that just shows you that large population is, is walking into uh, that older adulthood where they're going to potentially need care. Or they're also, in many cases, providing care for their parents who may be in their 80s or 90s as we talked about earlier, people living longer. So there's a lot, uh, there's a lot of attention that needs to be brought to this. And we need to address these issues because they will become a bit of a crisis uh, if we don't. Right now, folks, we're talking to Jamie Harding. She is the AARP Alabama Communications Director. Communications Director. We're talking to her about the physical, emotional, and financial challenges Alabamians face as caregivers and tips that can help I believe that we've touched on our own personal situations, Jamie, and that helps bring it home too. And if you'll stick with me, we'll go into another segment and we'll talk about maybe some of the stories or some of those that you've communicated with. And that will help listeners understand those who haven't taken care of loved ones as we have to understand the magnitude of this issue. Okay. Sure thing. All right, folks, I hope you'll stick with us. You are listening to The Mark White Show, and I'm your host, Mark White. We can make a difference. All we have to do is try. Every day's a chance to change somebody else's life. Let's all do something good today. Bob Sykes Barbecue has a big announcement. They are now delivering to your home or office. Just order online and we'll take care of the rest. That's bobsykes.com. Bob Sykes Barbecue is now open Monday through Thursday, 10.30 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Friday and Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 10 p.m. Check them out at bobsykes.com. 
Athens Bible School is accredited by Advanced Ed, a member of the National Alliance of Concurrent Enrollment Partnerships, and is a satellite campus of Calhoun Community College. For more information, call 256-232-3525 or visit our website at AthensBibleSchool.org. With six convenient locations to serve you, Bankston Motorhomes is your local RV dealer. They have some of the top brand name RVs for sale at incredible prices. Whether you are looking for an awesome RV for a long-term road trip or a smaller or more lightweight RV for the occasional weekend getaway, Bankston Motorhomes is here to provide you with some outstanding options and deals that you just won't find anywhere else. For more information, go to bankstonmotorhomes.com or visit one of their six convenient locations in Huntsville, Florence, Warrior, Albertville, and Ardmore in Nashville, Tennessee. That's Bankston Motorhomes. This is Cora White inviting you to tune in every Saturday to Cora's Corner on the Mark White Show. Does throwing away glass make you feel guilty? Now there's a better way to keep Alabama beautiful, and it doesn't involve being taxed involuntarily like other recycling programs do now. Phoenix Glass Recycling is a local small business serving all of Madison County that comes directly to you once a month for as little as $8.25. You can sign up now at phoenixglassrecycling.com or if you live outside of Madison County, subscribe to their newsletter to be notified when service is available in your area. White Show, I'm glad to have you today as we talk about caregivers. We talk about those loved ones who we are taking care of, the responsibility, the great responsibility that we take to be concerned about the physical, emotional, and financial help for our loved ones. They've taken care of us, and we want to take care of them. That's something that was very important to me when my grandmother needed us to take responsibility for her, to help her. She still had her independence under our roof, and that was really a great thing for her. She was an independent lady, and we enjoyed having her here. And as Jamie Harding mentioned, she had her mother who had dementia, and we've had examples of situations where those have taken care of their loved ones. You know someone who you've taken care of or someone that you've known that has been taken care of, and you understand how great a responsibility that is. We'd like to welcome back to the show Jamie Harding with the AARP Alabama Communications Director. Welcome back to the show, Jamie. Thanks, Mark. It's so good to be with you. As the Communications Director, I guess that you pull together these conversations or these families and they're able to share with you and then you put that out there, you put that information out there so that others can hear the stories. We do. We think that uh, the storytelling is really important and really can move the needle on uh, legislation. Uh, One important story, I think, to illustrate that comes from one of our own AARP volunteers, Joe Holcomb, who lives down in Mobile. 
And Joe was, uh, her mother was unfortunately a victim of elder abuse at the hands of a caregiver who had been hired to take care of her. And uh, so what came from that terrible situation was a new law passed last year called Shirley's Law, named after Joe's mother, Shirley. And that required the state of Alabama to set up a directory, a, a database of information on people who have been convicted of any kind of crimes against the elderly, and particularly with an emphasis on elder abuse. And so this is something that law enforcement and other agencies have come together to create. And now in Alabama, when any long-term care facility is looking to hire new staff people, they are required to consult that database to ensure that that person doesn't have a history of elder abuse in their background. That is outstanding. I'm glad to hear that because we will hear of situations if we listen to the news long enough where elderly people have been abused and we want to keep that from happening, of course. And that's really great that that was put into place. It's sad that the circumstances as they were made that happen, but we realize that those situations do happen and anything we can do to prevent that is great for Alabamians and Americans if we can get laws in place across the country. Yes, absolutely. Um, June is actually Elder Abuse Awareness Month, so it is an issue that we try to highlight uh, during the month of June and discuss all of the various ways that elder abuse can occur. That can be physical, emotional, it can be neglect, it can be financial abuse. So there are a lot of, of issues surrounding elder abuse that uh, and there was a, unfortunately a story that came out of the Gadsden area um, several months ago where uh, a person who worked in an assisted living facility uh, got a woman who lived there to give her power of attorney and she drained millions of dollars from that person's bank account. So this is why it's so important for us to ensure that the folks who are coming into our home, whether they're coming in from uh, home and community-based service, or if you're talking about residential care, that the people giving that care uh, don't have any kind of criminal background as it relates to any kind of elder abuse. I really believe that where we're at in the conversation right now leads us to the subject of empowering ourselves and our loved ones as caregivers and the steps that we can take. Can you share some steps that listeners right now can take to empower themselves and the ones that they're taking care of? Well, I think what's really important is for everyone to do the paperwork, um, to set up the estate plans. Um, we, we, we talk about estate plans and some folks think, well, I don't really have that many assets. I don't have a lot. I don't have an estate uh, like they think an estate should be. But an estate plan is really about putting your wishes into writing um, and making sure that you have all of the people and, and services and, uh, and wishes in place legally to help you as you get older. That was one thing that um, my parents did that was incredibly helpful uh, as, as they got older, and particularly my mother when she had dementia. 
that my oldest sister was uh, the person who was designated to make medical decisions and financial decisions on her behalf. And it was, it was really a blessing uh, for us as their, as their children. Uh, the other thing that we, we are working with the legislature here in Alabama to do is to modernize our guardianship and conservatorship laws. We have not until uh, this year, we did, we were advocating for a, a modernization uh, act that was called the Colby Act. And the Colby Act was uh, a, named after a young man named Colby Spangler, who, uh, who has uh, some disabilities, but is able to live independently with some assistance from designated advisors. So this is uh, the Colby Act in, in, really applies to people of, of all ages in that they may need some assistance so they can legally designate a group of advisors to help them while they remain independent. And that's a nice middle step between having no help whatsoever or no guidance whatsoever to being in a full-blown guardianship situation, which is more than a lot of people really do need. So we want to see, and that was really the first major update to those guardianship and conservatorship laws since the 1980s. Um, what we would really like to see uh, overall, and we're going to continue to advocate for this in Montgomery, is a complete overhaul of those laws and really bringing them into the 21st century and, and not so much doing it piecemeal. But we have, it's a complicated issue. Um, probably more than we need to get into in detail on, on your show, but we would like to see uh, that updated and uh, serve the population better. And we certainly want to let listeners know where they can go for more information. As you mentioned, it is very detailed, and they may want to do their own research and connect with the AARP to find out more about this subject. Absolutely. Uh, we have a website with a lot of resources on it, and that is at aarp.org slash caregiving. Uh, this is free information. We, we, you don't have to be a member of AARP to access it. Uh, we want this information to be available to the public. We also have a lot of resources for our veterans because veterans have specific caregiving needs and have different health care uh, that they access in many cases. So uh, our veterans uh, site also can provide a lot of information on that. And we have something that we encourage folks to look at if they know that they're going to be facing caregiving issues in the near future. And that's something you can find on our caregiving site. It's called Prepare to Care. And you can download that. And it's really a plan uh, that helps you organize yourself, organize the paperwork you may need, uh, and really thinking ahead to the issues that you might need to deal with. Jamie Harding, I want to ask you before we go, did you start your job with AARP before your mom had dementia or was this something that came after? It was shortly after she passed away, actually, um, the year after. So uh, it, it's, you know, I've been with AARP for a decade now, So, um, but it, it, was, it was a journey that I think would resonate with a lot of folks uh, who are listening Dementia takes several different forms. Uh, Alzheimer's is the one people hear about the most, of course, but dementia is a whole class of, of uh, different diseases. And uh, I think reaching out to other folks, getting the support you need from family members, from friends, 
from uh, organizations in the community, anywhere you can get that support. Don't be afraid to ask for help if you need it. Uh, too many times, I think, uh, caregivers feel like they have to shoulder the burden on their own. And we really want them to encourage, be encouraged to reach out and just put up a hand and say, you know what, I need some help here. And, uh, and don't be afraid to, to let folks know you don't have to be Superman or Superwoman. Uh, we all need help from time to time. Absolutely. Well, thank you for your passion in your work. I know that it's personal to you. Thank you for what you're doing as the communications director here in the state of Alabama. Thank you. Appreciate you highlighting this issue. Absolutely. Look forward to talking to you again in the future. I would love to do that. When we come back, you can hear an episode of Cora's Corner with Cora White. I hope you'll stick with us. You are listening to The Mark White Show, and I'm your host, Mark White. There are moments in life you wish you could capture forever. Alabama the Beautiful is a new online magazine that preserves images from sweet home Alabama. Yours anytime, online, every month. Where the eye captures the moment and it really does last forever. Be sure to check out alabamathebeautifulmagazine.com. Thompson Roofing and Construction is a locally owned family business serving the North Alabama and Southern Tennessee area. They are a Better Business Bureau A-plus member since 2011 and a GAF Master Elite Contractor. Give them a call at 256-952-3309 or check them out on the web at 256roofing.com. They offer free inspections. Thompson Roofing and Construction. Mr. Cecil Batchelor is the one that started this business as Dependable Service Center. And even though now it's Green's Dependable Hardware and we're a true value store, our tagline is still your Dependable Service Center. We've tried to keep that alive for all these years. Mr. Batchelor really started a good business. We're really excited to be carrying on a long-standing tradition. It's the oldest retail store in the city of Russell. We're Green's Dependable Hardware, 15220A, Highway 43 in Russellville. Alabama. We're right behind McDonald's or right across the street from the hospital. Number is 256-331-0123. The Dependable Service Center. Is it time for a haircut? Give my friend Philip Butler at Southwind Barbershop a call. Located in Rogersville, Alabama. You can call him at 256-247-5658. Make an appointment or just walk in. That's Southwind Barbershop in Rogersville, Alabama. Are you building your dream home? Or have you decided to stay in your current home and remodel? Either way, we all know that kitchens and baths are smart investments when it comes to the value and livability of our homes. Regardless of the project size or complexity, you want and deserve quality products and amazing service before, during, and most importantly, after the sale. A big part of that service is dealing with people that understand their products and can provide advice and consultation that you can rely on. Sounds like a tall order for sure. Who can give you the brands you know and trust and the professional help you deserve? Our friends over at Park Supply Company, of course. They are the go-to for all of your kitchen, bath, and DIY needs. 
Visit their locations in Huntsville and Athens and you will understand the difference of the Park Supply Way. Large selection with the small hometown feel you love. Mention this ad and receive a one-time coupon good for $10 off of a $50 purchase. Go to parksupplycompany.com and connect with them today. This is Cammie Cotler and I played Elizabeth on the Waltons. Cora's Corner is coming up next, so stick around to hear a wonderful story. It's never too early to save for college. Contact Brad Wallace, your Edward Jones Financial Advisor, on Hughes Road in Madison, Alabama. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Welcome to another episode of Cora's Corner with Cora White. Today, Cora will be reading Sammy the Seal, Story and Pictures by Sid Hoff. And now, here's Cora White. It was feeding time at the zoo. All the animals were getting their food. The lions ate their meat, the elephants ate their hay, the monkeys ate their bananas, The bears ate their honey. Then it was time for the seals to be fed. Mr. Johnson took them fish. Hooray for fish, said the seals. They jumped in the water. Soon the basket was empty. That is all there is, said Mr. Johnson. There is no more. Thank you for the fish, said the seals. They were good. The seals were happy. But one little seal was not happy. He sat by himself. He looked sad. What's wrong, Sammy? said Mr. Johnson. I want to know what it is like outside of the zoo, said the little seal. I want to go out and look around. All right, Sammy, said Mr. Johnson. You have been a good seal. You may go out and see. Goodbye, Sammy, said the other seals. Have a good time. Goodbye, said Sammy. Where are you going, said the zebra. I'm going out, said Sammy. Have fun, said the hippo. Come back soon, said the giraffe. Sammy walked and walked and walked. He did not know what to look at first. That seal must be from out of town, said a man. Sammy looked at everything. What street is this, said a man. I am a stranger here myself, said Sammy. I guess it is feeding time here too, said Sammy. That is a lovely fur coat, said a lady. Where did you get it from? I was born with it, said Sammy. I wish I could find some water. I am hot. I want to go swimming, said Sammy. We are sorry. There is no room for you in this puddle, said the birds. And there is no room for you here, said the goldfish. Keep out, said the policeman. You cannot swim in there. Ah, here is a place, said Sammy. Who is in my bathtub, said someone. I am sorry, said Sammy. He left at once. Some children were standing in line. Sammy got in line, too. What are we waiting for, asked Sammy. School, what do you think, said a boy. That will be fun. I will come too, Sammy said. The teacher was not looking. Sammy sat down. The children made words with blocks. Sammy wished he could spell. 
All right, children, now we will all sing a song, said the teacher. The children had good voices. That sounds fine, said the teacher, but one of you is barking just like a seal. Is it you, Joey? said the teacher. No, said Joey. Is it you, Helen? said the teacher. No, said Helen. Is it you, Dorothy, Robert, Fred, Joan, Agnes? No, said the children. Then it must be you, said the teacher. I am sorry, this school is just for boys and girls. Please let me stay, said Sammy. I will be good. All right, you may stay, said the teacher. Sammy was happy. He sat at his desk and looked at the teacher. He learned how to read. He learned how to write. And now it is time to play, said the teacher. Who wants to play a game? We do, said the children. They threw the ball over the net. The ball must not hit the ground, cried Sammy's team. Somebody catch the ball. Sammy caught the ball on his nose. Another boy on the other team tried to catch the ball on his nose, too. Boys must catch with their hands, said the teacher. Sammy tried to catch the ball with his flippers. Seals must catch with their noses, said the teacher. Up and down went the ball, from one side to the other. At last, the teacher blew her whistle. Who wins, said the children. It is even, said the teacher. Everybody was happy. A bell rang. School was over. Will you be here tomorrow, said the children. No, said Sammy. School is fun, but I belong in the zoo. I just wanted to know what it was like outside. Now I have to go back. Goodbye, Sammy, said the children. We will come to see you. Good, said Sammy. Sammy was in a hurry to get back to the zoo. He had so much to tell the other seals. May I welcome you home, Sammy, said Mr. Johnson. I am glad you are back. You are just in time for dinner. There is no place like home, said Sammy. The end. You have been listening to another episode of Cora's Corner from Cora White. Here on the Mark White Show, we're recognizing difference makers and sharing their stories to encourage and inspire. I hope you are encouraged and inspired by today's show and that you'll share it with your family, your friends, and your neighbors. Let them know about the Mark White Show and what we're doing to make a difference in our communities around the country and the world. I want you to follow the Mark White Show on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the Mark White Show podcast wherever you get your podcast. You have been listening to another edition of the Mark White Show, and this is Mark White encouraging you by making a difference today. Are these are my kind of people.